This evening we'll be <clears throat> touching into the metta practice for our guided set. And I'd like to begin the set with <clears throat> the metta sutta, a short sutta from the Buddha. And it's really an instruction. This is what should be done by one who is skilled in goodness and one who knows the path of peace. Let them be upright and able, <clears throat> straightforward and gentle in speech, humble and not conceited, contented and easily satisfied, unburdened with duties and frugal in their ways, peaceful and calm and wise and skillful, not proud and demanding in nature. Let them not do the slightest thing that the wise would later reprove. Wishing in gladness and in safety, may all beings be at ease. Whatever living beings there may be, whether they are weak or strong, omitting none, the great or the mighty, medium, short, or small, the seen and the unseen, those living near and far away, those born and to be born, may all beings be at ease. Let none deceive another or despise any being in any state. Let none through anger or ill will wish harm upon another. Even as a mother protects with her life her child, her only child, so with a boundless heart should one cherish all living beings radiating kindness over the entire world, spreading upwards to the skies and downwards to the depths, outwards and unbounded, freed from hatred and ill will. Whether standing or walking, seated or lying down, one should sustain this recollection. This is said to be the sublime abiding. By not holding to fixed views, the pure-hearted one, having clarity of vision, being freed from all sense desires, is not born again into this world, not born again into the world of suffering. The Buddha said, I visited all quarters with my mind and found none dearer than myself. Self is likewise to every other dear who loves herself or himself will never harm another. So in fact we can search the entire universe for someone who is more deserving of our love, care, respect, affection than ourself, and we'll never find that person anywhere. Every being, we ourselves are as deserving as every other being in this universe. No less, no more of our love, our care, our respect and our affection, our kindness. 
it's very helpful, it's wise, and actually necessary to approach our practice with the attitude of accepting, of loving, of respecting, of honoring ourselves. Though this may not be the initial attitude that one has in relationship to oneself in practice at first. As we practice cultivating metta, cultivating loving-kindness, we begin to see whether we're motivated by an attitude of caring, an attitude of accepting, an attitude of cherishing ourself, or by a sense of struggle, of striving, self-judgment, a sense of strain, a sense of stress in relationship to ourself. Accepting, loving ourself brings a sense of ease, happiness. Loving, accepting others, both in the personal sense and in the universal sense, brings a great and expansive sense of ease and happiness. Metta love is a unifying energy. It's the force that ties our lives together. It's the energy, the force, that makes it possible for our deepest values and spiritual aspirations to become real, to really become a real force in our practice, a real force in our life. And one of the most amazing attributes of metta is that it can be cultivated. Everyone, each one of us, can cultivate it and help it grow. We can train the heart-mind in acceptance and friendship, beginning with ourselves and expanding out to those who are close to us, to those we have difficulty with, and then on out to all beings everywhere. This is really our very beautiful and powerful human potential, to radiate this force, radiate this energy of loving-kindness throughout the world, throughout the whole universe. And I think as our practice uh, blossoms and deepens, it becomes clearer and clearer to us that our greatest possession, so to say, is our state of mind. If we can reside in a state of love, a state of loving-kindness, a state of metta, even when we lose place, lose property, lose relationships, lose our body. If we're able to reside in a state of loving-kindness and acceptance, there's fearlessness, there's compassion, no matter what's happening. For many of us, there are points along the way of our practice where specific direction, the specific direction of unconditional 
kindness, unconditional loving kindness, needs to be turned towards ourself. And it isn't always so easy to do or to accept once we begin to do it because of what might be strong conditioning that's told us maybe that we're unworthy or that we're unlovable or that it's selfish to love oneself. And we may have taken on and taken in and unwittingly carried on and become very identified with this attitude, this relationship to ourself as though this is who we are. Taken on and taken in some karma or kama that's been moving maybe through our family, through our culture, for years and years, maybe for generations. The practice of metta and our vipassana practice directs us towards being selfish, so to say, in the right way. Directing us towards connecting with and accepting how it is in any given moment in our body, in our heart, and mind. Without this capacity to connect and accept, which is actually the essence of metta, to connect and accept, the ability, the capacity to connect and accept, we'll never be able to see the true nature of things. And instead, we connect with some imaginary experience, some idea of what's occurring, but not with what's actually happening. And again, as we've spoken of over these days, weeks, it takes a tremendous honesty and humility to really, truly practice. And it sometimes takes a lot of metta energy directed towards ourself to open to, to be with, and to see things as they really, truly are. For instance, metta doesn't cover over anger or fear or jealousy or irritation. Metta changes our mind, changes our heart. And practice is about making the choice to transform our heart, transform our mind, so that we embody love. It actually opens the heart to make the choice to not turn away, to not distract ourselves, to not pretend anything, but to stay still, to be here, be present in relationship to what is. <coughs> it's a choice to see and experience things just as they are, with a very natural strength that comes from the expanding capacity of our heart. So I'd like to begin the practice itself in this sit, the practice of metta. And we will begin with ourself. 
very gently with ourselves. And beginning with a reflection. So allowing your body to relax, sitting comfortably. And it sometimes helps people to bring the attention into the heart center and allowing the breath to very gently be known as it moves in and out in through this area. Or just allowing the breath to move gently through the body. Relaxing, settling. And the reflection in light of this question that I'll offer. What do I truly need in order to be happy? Or what do I need in order to be truly happy? And with the reflection, we don't need to answer the question. There's no right answer. It's not to be answered. Just letting the mind, letting awareness, mindful presence roam freely over the thoughts, memories, various hopes, wishes that come up. Holding all of the possibilities in the context of this question and not excluding anything, not rejecting anything. And at the same time, remaining very honest with yourself throughout the reflection. it's helpful to remember that conditional, fleeting happiness really isn't our highest potential. Remember that objects, people, situations, all change. Thus it's futile to seek a sustaining, unchanging happiness from any of these things. accepting what comes into our life and letting go of what leaves our life. What do I need in order to be happy, truly happy? What do I truly need in order to be happy?
And now, just letting the reflection go. Letting it dissolve. bringing your attention back in a simple way into your body to the breath as most of you or maybe all of you know the metta practice is done by silently repeating phrases to oneself, within oneself. And so we'll begin our formal practice of metta by directing the phrases, the energy of the phrases, towards ourself. Offering to ourself, from ourself, for ourself, unconditional friendship, kindness, acceptance. When I first began the Metta practice, I had this visceral experience of showering myself, showering myself both outwardly and inwardly with friendship, with kindness, with metta, acceptance, loving-kindness. And I have a friend who, when he first began practicing metta, it was very difficult for him to offer himself metta. And one of the ways that he came to be able to do this, a kind of inspiration as he was practicing, he, in his mind's eye, envisioned himself sitting in the middle of a circle surrounded by all of the most loving people that he could think of, some of which he knew and some that he didn't know. And all of these people surrounding him were sending him loving-kindness, were sending him metta. And that was helpful for him. It, it was an inspiration and an opening enough so that he was able to then begin to offer himself metta. I'll offer the phrases of the practice one by one slowly. I'll say a phrase out loud and then be silent and you can repeat it a number of times to yourself. Offering to yourself, from yourself, for yourself. And then I'll go to the next phrase and on like that. And then we'll have a a silent a period after
I offer the phrases where you'll just practice by yourself. May I be safe and protected from inner and outer danger and harm. May I be peaceful and happy. May I be strong, healthy. May I take care of myself wisely or easily or happily or joyfully. And just picking one of these, whichever one is appropriate right now. May I take care of myself wisely or easily or happily or joyfully. Just pick one. May I live with a deep ease of well-being. Or you might choose to say, may I be free or may I be liberated. Again, just picking one. 
may I live with a deep ease of well-being, or may I be free, or may I be liberated. And the last phrase, may I accept myself or may I love myself completely just as I am in this present moment. And I'll repeat each of the phrases once again, a little bit more quickly. May I be safe and protected from inner and outer danger and harm. May I be peaceful and happy. May I be strong healthy. May I take care of myself wisely or easily or happily or joyfully. May I live with a deep ease of well-being, or may I be free, or may I be liberated.
May I love myself or may I accept myself completely, just as I am in this present moment. Spending some time now just practicing silently ourselves. And if you don't need to use all the phrases unless you are truly inclined to, you're welcome to, of course. If a couple of the phrases, two of them, three of them, or maybe even just one of them, really resonates uh, this evening, then, of course, you can just practice with those phrases. That's fine. And if you don't remember the next phrase, don't struggle, strain. Just sit there quietly for a moment and take whatever phrase comes and start right there start right there. If it's difficult offering yourself metta, acceptance, kindness, notice that. And for the most part, just notice it and go on. If it's extremely difficult, you can bring a mindful attention to the resistance or fear or whatever the state of mind is and notice how it is, where it is, how it goes, how it changes. And then when there's more relaxation and ease, then come back and begin again. And continuing to allow the body to relax. If there's strong enough discomfort in the body that calls the attention, rather than going to that with a mindful attention, just slightly adjust Shift just a tiny bit so that you're comfortable, at ease in the body, relatively at ease or very at ease. And go on with the metta practice, with the possibility of giving yourself the gift, the gift from yourself for yourself, to yourself from yourself for yourself. Showering yourself with respect, care, kindness, acceptance, friendship. Maybe just a taste that grows, trusting that these tastes develop 
we can cultivate this, this capacity of heart.
And now ending this section of the guided sit with whatever phrase you're on. Closing this section of the guided sit with a poem called Love After Love by Derek Walcott. The time will come when with elation you will greet yourself arriving at your own door in your own mirror and each will smile at the other's welcome and say, sit here, eat. You will love again the stranger who was yourself. Give wine, give bread, give back your heart to itself, to the stranger who has loved you all your life, whom you ignored for another, who knows you by heart, Take down the love letters from the bookshelf, the photographs, the desperate notes. Peel your own image from the mirror. Sit. Feast on your life. I'd like to offer you the next step in the mental practice, which is offering loving kindness, friendship to someone who has been of great benefit in your life. Someone who has helped you, given to you, been generous with you, in some way, human or otherwise, actually. doesn't have to be a person. It might be, for some people, a pet, an animal, dog, cat, has played that role in a very uh, close and important way for some people. The practice of metta often brings develops, grows the heart of gratitude of gener- and of generosity. There are certainly aspects of metta and they purify the heart from the forces of grasping, the forces of clinging. Practicing metta develops and deepens gratitude and appreciation. And sometimes, for us, and maybe often at times, we may feel that we don't have enough, or maybe that there's never enough, or maybe feeling like we're missing something and living with that edge of anxiety. 
And sometimes in order to fix this or counter these feelings, we might hoard or collect or save things from this feeling that there's not enough. As we practice, as we practice metta, we begin to realize that the world, this world, this universe, provides everything. It's kind of mysterious. Everything is here. And so we may begin then to live our life with more simplicity as the heart, the mind, becomes purified. And in fact, just the purification of these forces of grasping, of clinging along the way of our practice, this itself is the gift of living with more simplicity. And so now, bringing to heart, bringing to mind, what in the teachings is called a benefactor, as again, human or otherwise. Someone who's helped you, someone who's benefited you, someone who's been kind and generous to you. And bring them to mind, bring them to heart, and don't shop around for too long. (laughs) I sometimes say, just take the one that shows up, that's the one. Take that one. You'll have more opportunity to connect with others through the practice. And if it's easy for you to visualize, if visualization comes easy, then bring an image of this person in, as though they're right here with you. And if visualization is not easy, don't struggle, don't strain. Bring in a felt sense of this person or this being, doesn't necessarily uh, be a human. And spending just a few moments reflecting on how this being has helped you, reflecting on their generosity, their kindness, and noticing any feelings of gratitude, of appreciation that come up. Or there may be some feelings of kind of holding back, some resistance in really connecting, acknowledging, and accepting the kindness of this benefactor. Notice that too. And not locking on or getting caught in any of it, just noticing. As the reflection flows,
And now letting the reflection go, letting it dissolve. And begin directing the phrases of metta towards this being. Essentially using the same phrases that you've used for yourself. There may be a phrase that you didn't find uh, connecting for yourself, but it may be for the benefactor. So I'll read the phrases again once, or offer them to you once again. May you be safe and protected from inner and outer danger and harm. May you be peaceful and happy. May you be strong and healthy. May you take care of yourself wisely or easily or happily or joyfully. May you live with a deep ease of well-being or may you be free or may you be liberated. So with the image of this being or a felt sense, directing the energy of metta through the phrases to this being, to this being who has offered you so much, offering them metta.
And now with whatever phrase you're on, just concluding this portion of the guided sit. As most of you know, the metta practice goes on in its boundless breadth and covers every facet of life as it goes on through all the different ways and directions and beings that we could possibly connect with. I just wanted to offer didn't want to hurry it this evening. So just this much. Our human heart is truly, quite naturally, intuitively loving and caring. So from this perspective, our practice isn't really about working to get working to attain something. But rather it's about allowing the mind, the heart, through our practice, be it metta or vipassana, allowing it to be loving-kindness itself. The Buddha talked about that fact that he, for seven years, he cultivated loving-kindness, he says. He said that having cultivated the heart of loving-kindness for seven years, he didn't return to this world, meaning he didn't return to the inner world based in clinging, based in aversion. And these are some words from the Buddha. It is in this way we must train ourselves by liberation of the self through love. We will develop love. We will practice it. We will make it both a way and a basis, take our stand upon it, store it up, and thoroughly set it going. And closing this evening, sit with a little poem from Hafiz, titled, The Sun Never Says. Even after all this time, the sun never says to the earth, you owe me. Look at what happens with a love like that. It lights up the whole sky.
Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.